Hello and welcome back. It is clarification time. You are listening to Clarification, a show by me, your host, Claire Adamson. This is episode two, and I'm so excited for everyone joining and listening in today. We are going to be talking about accent, assimilation, and trying to answer the question, why do you sound like that? Because let me tell you, one of my biggest fears and insecurities when starting this show was about my accent and how people would perceive that. But also, I was just really curious to know what would I sound like when I was speaking alone in a microphone by myself without anybody influencing my accent. Because recently I have become painfully aware of how my accent shifts and adapts depending on who I'm talking to, the situation and the context. And so when I'm trying to authentically be myself and speak in a room alone, what accent or voice would that produce? Those were my questions. And so it felt like it was the necessary and logical step for me to address this. As I'm really thinking about this podcast as a series that builds on each conversation and each episode before and just adds to the knowledge that we are creating and learning from together. So starting with a sociolinguistic definition, an accent is defined as a way of pronouncing a language that is distinct to an area, a region, a country, or even a social class. Accents are developed in childhood, and these come from children mimicking the adults around them. And while our accents are usually solidified in our early 20s, they can continue to change over the course of our lives, depending on the regions that we live in and the people that we interact with. In my efforts to understand why is it that I change my accent when I'm speaking to certain people, I did some research and found out that this phenomenon is actually called linguistic convergence, and that is accent mimicking, picking up on dialects, tones, words, slang, in order to decrease social distance from other people. That means that we want to be more alike them and get closer to them. And this makes sense. To explain, let me introduce two more concepts. In psychology, we have the idea of in-group and out-group membership. Your in-group are people that you identify with, that you see yourself in, and consider to be part of your community. Whereas the out-group is people that you don't identify with and you see them as other, as separate to your community. In-group and out-group psychology has shown us that we are more likely to give preferential treatment to people who we identify with. And so in order to receive that preferential treatment, people will shift their accents so that they can be part of an in-group. So when you look at it like this, linguistic convergence is actually a survival instinct in order to fit into the groups around you and be accepted by people so that you can be treated like a member of the in-group. Another thing that people can find themselves doing is mimicking body language or posture. In a study they conducted, they had participants talk to experimenters and they instructed the experimenters either to mimic the body language of the participant or not. And in the end, they found out that when the experimenters mimicked the participant's body language, the participants viewed the experimenter as more likable and said that their interaction was smoother. 
because after all, imitation is the highest form of flattery. But on the other hand, when the mimicking was overly obvious, it backfired and the participants liked the experimenters even less. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword and something that people have to be careful with. Now, I couldn't have this conversation about accent and assimilation without also talking about code switching. And code switching is different from linguistic convergence because code switching is born from marginalized groups wanting to be accepted or rather treated fairly, given equal employment opportunities and fair service within predominant cultures. Code switching isn't necessarily limited to accents, but it can also include style, behavior, expression, tone, and it really is born from this place of a power imbalance where minorities or marginalized groups would have to change and alter themselves in order to survive in worlds that do not accept them in the way that they are. So now that we have the theoretical ideas and concepts in place, I want to relate this back to my own experience. And if you're listening to me, I don't know, you'll have an opinion on where you think my accent is from. And um, often I find my accent changing words within a middle of a sentence or certain words sounding in one way and other words sounding from a different accent and from a different place. But I was born and raised in Kenya for 16 years of my life. And my parents, my mom is Kenyan and my father is British. When I was younger, I went to a local primary school where everybody, all the kids were Kenyan and I would find myself picking up a Kenyan accent. And I would go home to my parents and they would be mad. They would be like, why do you sound like that? Don't speak like that. That's wrong. That's incorrect. We want you to sound like a proper British girl. And <laughs> I I now know that they know better, which is why... I'm saying this, mom and dad, (laughs) you are forgiven because I know that you've grown past this because what this is is really the internalized racism saying that we value a British white sounding person more than we value someone who sounds like they have a Swahili accent or that they're from Kenya. It's valuing certain dialects and accents over others and really pushing this narrative of white supremacy. I just think that it's crazy that I've never lived in the UK ever, ever. And yet I still find myself saying things like, oh, can I have a glass of water? Like, (laughs) it's just ridiculous to me. And you know what? I'm learning to live with the ridiculousness of it all. I'm learning to live with my fluidity and my accent changing in the middle of a sentence. And I'm learning to accept the fact that I pick up words from other people that I like. I used to care a lot about trying to sound consistent or having an unchangeable accent, mostly because I wouldn't like other people saying, oh, it's your accent is so weird. Where are you from? It doesn't sound like, sounds like this, sounds like that. And I've learned to let that shit go, like to stop caring so much about what other people think because I'm multifaceted, multidimensional and exist and speak in so many different ways that one label or accent cannot contain (laughs) the multitudes that I want to express and convey when I speak. And so 
I'm just learning to let people be confused when they hear me speak because why do they need to know <laughs> where I'm from or where my accent comes from? They don't. They really don't. I think having a consistent accent is overrated because accents are so much fun. Like, why not consider accent as a means of play? Life is not that serious. Just why not? Why Why not? Why not laugh? Why not laugh about how we sound? Because we sound kind of weird. And there are so many different accents on this planet we call Earth that... I just think it's fun to pick up one after the other and experiment and implement and really just allow yourself to be multiple people and have multiple intersecting identities at once. I am listening back to myself and hearing my accent change and feeling embarrassed and making a loop back to episode one and just trying to laugh and live with the embarrassment because... I'm here to remind myself that you don't have to have consistency. You don't have to conform to what people expect you to be and just remain a static identity, a static accent. Life is about change and evolving and changing and evolving all the time. So let's embrace it together. I want to end today's episode by teaching you guys some of my favorite Swahili phrases because there's something so affectionate about the Swahili language. Like, it's so caring and so attentive when someone asks you, umefika, which means, have you arrived? Or, umekula, which means, have you eaten? In Swahili, we don't say, welcome home. We say, karibu nyumbani. And at the end of the night, you say, Lala Salama, Nakupenda, which means sleep well, I love you. You have been listening to an episode of Clarification, and I hope I clarified some things for you today. If you made it all the way to the end, I want to say Asante Sana to you personally. So drop a kipepeo, a butterfly emoji, in my latest Instagram post. To all my Kenyan listeners and my Swahili speakers, Nashukuru.